Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is another video in our series entitled Industry Evolutions, where I am again joined by the chairperson of the Washington Realtors Presidential Advisory Group on this topic, Eric Johnson. Thanks for being here, Eric. Thank you for having me. And where we left off with the last video was describing the national landscape that is propelling this industry evolution forward. And in that conversation, we discussed the nature of some class action lawsuits that are pending and mentioned that there are also some regulatory investigations that are happening. And those are led predominantly by the Department of Justice at the federal, the national level, the Department of Justice and the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission. And they are ongoing investigations. We don't have, we couldn't tell you on this video what is the subject of those investigations, what is or is not, and we, there is no reason to. But, but a little history would be helpful because there is much that we have already learned yes. from particularly the Department of Justice investigation. And so a, a very short history lesson is, is relevant. In 2008, there was a DOJ probe against NAR, and DOJ and NAR reached what's called a consent decree. And that consent decree dealt on an incredibly superficial level with new technology issues and making available to as broad a population as possible the information available on MLSs so that more people, more members of the public could become exposed to properties that are listed on the MLS. That consent decree expired in 2018, and very shortly after it expired, the Department of Justice uh, began to take another, a new look at NAR and its practices. That new look resulted in, again, another settlement agreement of sorts uh, that was uh, crafted in the fall of 2020. That's the settlement agreement that we are going to talk about in this video series because that settlement agreement dealt with four issues that the Department of Justice and NAR agreed were areas that could be modified within the real estate industry to again keep the goals of the industry intact while providing greater transparency to buyers and particularly the public at large. Uh, as it turns out, that settlement, in a, that settlement agreement was not uh, fully executed, wasn't, was it? Consummated. Was, <laughs> it's, it's, it's now the subject of renewed um, dispute between the Department of Justice and NAR to the extent that additional lawsuits have been filed. So the agreements that were reached in that 2020 settlement have not yet been not yet been put in place by NAR, but they are the subject of change that at Washington Realtors and again at Northwest MLS, the MLS that serves the vast majority of brokers licensed in this state, already believe are prudent practices to put into place and have in some cases already been captured and will be captured again or um, in a renewed sense in October of this year with some, with some forms changes that are coming out. Eric, um, I'm going to get a drink of water. What are the four 
things that were the subject of the DOJ so, agreement? So the four main concerns regarding MLS policy uh, mm. were one, the filtering of listings based on offer of compensation, the amount of compensation offered, uh, the publishing of that offered compensation publicly, uh, uh, so that it's syndicated out to all the public sites that, hey, a buyer agent will be, is getting offered this much money to represent a buyer, okay. um, that uh, brokers or agents, depending on the state, uh, should not offer their services for free uh, or tell a buyer that, yeah. that their services are offered for free when in fact the buyer is paying uh, uh, the buyer broker compensation via their offer to the seller, right? They're, they're packing price. that into yeah. the purchase price. Uh, and then uh, the fourth one is to allow non-MLS members to uh, show homes in whatever market area. If they're licensed in that state, but they're not a member of that MLS, uh, there should be some mechanism for them to be able to represent a buyer uh, in, that, in that capacity. Well done. You didn't know that was going to be a memory test, but you did a great job. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Uh, okay, so Washington Realtors now has the benefit of, of looking back at these DOJ and NAR negotiations that resulted in these four topics to host very high-level discussions about whether or not Washington Realtors should be leading the industry with respect to creating consumer protection changes, buyer broker transparency around these four topics. And that's part of what the PAG is in fact looking at. We have a, a little bit of history to provide even additional guidance. If you've been in the business long enough, you'll remember back to October of 2019 when there were some changes instituted, in this case by Northwest MLS, again, a non-NAR MLS. Northwest MLS back in 2019 went ahead and adopted some changes that were at the time cutting edge within the real estate industry at a national level. Northwest MLS said that sellers are no longer required to offer any compensation to a buyer broker, and Northwest MLS allowed for the publication, publicly publication, of the compensation offered by a seller to a buyer broker, the selling office compensation. Those were two changes uh, that impacted the vast majority of brokers in Washington State in 2019. And Eric, do you remember the lead up to that? It was within the industry, there was a feeling of there fear. Was, yeah, there's definitely concern, and realtors love change. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, but there was a fear of uh, like, oh my gosh, now, now everyone's just going to offer zero, and there's, you know, buyer, there's, there's no way. We're, you know, the compensation is getting confusing and the buyers are going to have to pay and they can't finance it. And, and there was this big, uh, you know, very dramatic uh, response, uh, which in turn didn't, didn't happen, right? The dynamics surrounding uh, uh, how we do business still stayed fairly intact uh, just because it, it, so far it makes sense, That's I right. Think. That's right. And I think that that's such a powerful lesson because if you were in the industry in – 
September of 2019, you probably remember the concern that was, if it wasn't your concern personally, it was an industry concern. What is going to happen? Brokers aren't going to get compensated any longer. And, and what Eric just said is exactly right. It didn't play out that way. The changes, the actual on-the-ground changes to the way uh, brokers are compensated, to the fact that most sellers pay offer compensation to buyer brokers, that, that didn't change. And, and really, there is no palpable change within the industry resulting from those rules changes. But there was an increase in the consumer protection goal of generating greater transparency for buyers. Buyers now have access to information about the compensation that sellers are offering buyer brokers. Absolutely, and at the national level, I'm on the national MLS committee as well, there was concerns about that. Uh, NAR mandated that saying, well, oh my gosh, they're now buyers are gonna know what the buyer brokers getting, they're gonna wanna negotiate and they're gonna change, you know. And the funny thing is, is that uh, the California Association of Realtors have been do has been doing that for the past two years, in, in addition to the Northwest MLS. And again, we haven't seen uh, any substantive change in behavior from, from either party, frankly, yeah. buyers or sellers. So, um, so I think uh, having that level of transparency uh, is, is good. Yeah. overall and it, and it does show that we are willing to say hey here's behind the curtain here's what we're doing here's how all of this works and we should be able to do that with some manner you know confidence exactly exactly and so that was one of the elements of the DOJ NAR conversation from the 2020 time period that's already been captured in practical effect in Washington state that is publishing the compensation that sellers are offering to buyers. And then remember the other three is that brokers won't be allowed to filter listings based on the compensation offered to buyer brokers, that brokers should stop saying that their services to a buyer are free, and that non-MLS members should be able to access the information in an MLS uh, to, to show properties uh, and to uh, uh, gain compensation right. if they can bring a buyer to that to the seller's property, and so the Washington Realtors PAG is looking at or is having conversations around the all of those issues, dealing again with what what Eric described in the first video as the the marriage of agency services. What can a buyer broker bring to the relationship, and how is a buyer compensated? In October of this year, October of 2022, every Washington real estate broker will see some changes in the way we do business through, a, through revisions to the forms. Mm -hmm. Those forms revisions, it's my opinion that those forms revisions are geared towards accomplishing those remaining three objectives from the DOJ NAR discussions. In addition to those forms changes, the PAG is looking at, is, is having conversation around what, if anything, should Washington Realtors ask of the legislature with respect to considering change in law to um, codify 
modify to make Washington law reflect, again, those same consumer protection goals of buyer transparency, helping buyers to understand the buyer agency relationship and how brokers are compensated. Absolutely. And I'm excited for that. <clears throat> and I'm excited for that, too. <laughs> so with these two videos so far, we've talked about the national landscape uh, with respect to lawsuits, class action lawsuits that are filed, and investi uh, uh, regulatory investigations that are happening. And the Washington Realtor um, effort to understand enough about what's happening nationally that Washington Realtors can be on the forefront of evolutionary change to not only achieve industry goals, but to protect the consumer. So in the remaining videos in this series, Eric, let's discuss the actual forms changes that are happening in October and how those forms changes are going to help realize those, the remaining three goals. Yes. And at any point in this conversation, if you'd like to add in thoughts from the PAG yes. about uh, how that's also maybe reflected in modifications to Washington law, if there are any, Absolutely. Um, then that would be appropriate for, for further videos as well. Yes. Anything else? Uh, the only thing I would add is that the, these changes in, in policy, uh, be it in MLS or the forms or whatnot, I think it's important to note that we're giving the consumer the option to, to see the yes. different options they have yes. And how they move forward, uh, you know, is how they move forward. But uh, creating that space for them to understand, fully understand all of the array of options is very, very important. And that's one of the main, main goals of what we're trying to achieve. I agree. I agree. The, there are greater options than maybe than some consumers have previously realized. Mm -hmm. and, and now those uh, options are being exposed through the bare naked light, right? Yep. Transparency. Yep. All right. Great. If you have questions on this topic or any other, please visit our website, warealtor.org, and ask me a question through the hotline link. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.